Hello, good human, and welcome or welcome back to the Sunshine Project podcast. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and I am very, very pleased and very proud of how episode one in this Your Butte bod series was received two days ago. I love reading your feedback. I love knowing that so many of you have shared it with someone that you love. I feel like it's such a privilege to know that you are listening to things that I say and then thinking that they're good enough to share with someone else, especially someone that you think highly of. So Thank you so much for letting me know because sometimes podcasting, I mean, it's a bit of a funny medium. It can feel like I am just speaking into the ether. So to know that you're hearing it, you're receiving it, you are loving it sick, essentially, uh, yeah, just makes me really proud. As you probably remember from Monday's episode, we have already, I have already gone on essentially a glorious big rant about why I am so into body positivity and body neutrality and why I think it's important and why I think you should think it's important as well. And as promised today, we are going to dip into the sunshine toolkit around your body. So It's actually been a hot minute since we've done a Sunshine Toolkit. We used to do them every episode back in 2023, but um, we had the Sunshine Snack Packs over the break and then I just couldn't really figure out how to fit it in to last week's episode. So they're back, they're here, it's here. And if this is your very first Sunshine Toolkit as part of the Sunshine Project podcast, then again... Welcome. This is essentially where we delve into a toolkit that we create to help us get through any situation, any moment, any mm, circumstance in a way that feels light and good and positive and makes us feel strong and capable in doing so. And so today's Sunshine Toolkit is obviously all about how to feel a little bit more love for our bodies, how to be a little bit kinder to our bodies, how to be a little bit more generous and patient with our bodies. And again, as per episode one, that might look like being body positive, like that might look like loving ourselves sick, or it might look like being neutral about our bodies. And if you want to delve more into those topics, like there's so much information out there. I'm actually not going to give you resources for that because I would prefer that you find your own way there and you figure out what resonates with you. And also because although I keep bandying these terms around because that's what these concepts are known as, you don't have to subscribe to any particular method. You don't have to decide what it is you stand for and then stand by that for forever and a day. Like you can do this at your pace, at your own speed, in your own time, in whatever way it feels good for you. So each week, the Sunshine Toolkit looks a little bit different. I don't know if you remember from last year, we had a Sunshine Toolkit that looked like a packet of seeds that we were planting. We had a Sunshine Toolkit that was wrapped up in a canvas bag. And today, my love, our Sunshine Toolkit is quite small. It sounds like this. 
And what it is, is it's a little tin and in the tin there are pendants, the sort that you might put on a necklace or dangle on an earring. And each necklace or earring pendant looks slightly different. And the reason that the Sunshine Toolkit looks like this today is that I want each of the five items on it to be something that you can wear and you can wear with pride and you can wear around your neck or on your ear or just wherever you'd like to. So the number one item on our Sunshine Toolkit today is become the one in two that is kind to their body. I hope you remember because it was only a few days ago or maybe even a few minutes ago if you're listening to these back to back, but the Butterfly Foundation, which is an Australian foundation that focuses on eating disorder recovery, on self-esteem, on wellness between our bodies and our minds, did some research that they released last year. And in that research, which I'll link in the show notes, they found that one in two Australians rarely or never speak positively about their appearance. So the number one pendant here, which looks like a little butterfly, is that you are going to become the one in two who is kind to their body. It's a 50-50 chance. Now you can find something nice right now you can just think of like the best thing about you. You can make this a reoccurring thing, which is actually what I recommend. I recommend each day maybe writing down or thinking about something that you like about yourself, maybe saying it aloud, maybe putting pen to paper. And the reason that I recommend doing it each day is because then it's going to become a habit. It's going to become something that is normal and natural to you, which is just how it should be. And you go from becoming potentially one of the one in two who is rarely or never kind to their bodies and rarely or never says something nice about their bodies. And you're going to join the clan. You're going to join the gang of other people. And that's not only going to be beneficial to you, it's going to be beneficial to the people around you. It's going to be beneficial to society as a whole. Essentially, what you are doing is setting an example for yourself and for your children, if you've got children, for your parents, if you've got parents, for anyone, everyone that looks like normalizing being nice to ourselves and being kind to ourselves. I remember the first time I ever heard someone do this. I was in year eight, so I think I would have been about 13 years old. And I had a friend, a friend called Phoebe, a lovely human being to this very day. And I remember saying to her, we were getting changed for PE. And I remember saying to her, and slight trigger warning here, because I'm going to discuss a physical compliment, which I don't really use in real life these days, but I did when I was 12 or 13 in year eight. And I said to her, oh, wow, Phoebe, your stomach is really flat. Because, you know, I'd read in the magazines and I'd seen in the movies and I knew that was something we were all supposed to aim for. And I have the sort of tummy that is just never quite flat, which I've learned to love. Like genuinely, I've learned to really love it. Like it's a very interesting shaped tumba. She's never going to be washboard and fabulous, nor should she because it's not her. Anyway, Phoebe was a dancer. And when I said to her, well, Phoebe, you know, your tummy's so flat. She said, oh, yes, I do 100 sit-ups a night. And I remember being shocked. And I wasn't shocked because Phoebe 
did all of this physical exercise, which I couldn't have done then and I can't do now. Um, I wasn't shocked at her quote-unquote discipline. I wasn't shocked at her motivation. I was shocked because she had accepted the compliment. I was shocked because instead of fighting back and saying, oh, no, 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 not me. No, you're seeing things, you're imagining things. I actually hate the way I look. She accepted it and she also didn't glorify it. She was like, oh yeah, this is why. And then we moved on. And that was a really early example of body neutrality that was as helpful as it was shocking, I think, in hindsight. So number one on our list is to become the one in two who is kind to their body, who speaks kindly about their body, who thinks kindly and positively about their appearance. Number two is a little bit more involved. This is a practical exercise in our sunshine toolkit. I'm going to reach into the tin and pull it out. And this looks like a little pencil. And it looks like a little pencil, this pendant, because what we're going to do for number two is we're going to write a letter from our body. I'm going to stop speaking in plurals. You're going to write a letter from your body to yourself. And maybe you think I've marked that up. Maybe you think I meant to say write a letter to your body. I don't. This is an exercise that I actually do in schools sometimes with year 10 students because it's something that I, as a year 10 student, and now as a 29-year-old woman, desperately needed and desperately need. And the reason we're not writing a letter to our body is it's been done. We speak to our body all of the time. It might be kindly, it might be unkindly, it might be critically, it might be in a way that is very neutral, but we speak to our body all the time. But what we're going to do is sit down pen to paper or fingers to keyboard or whatever, and I want you to write to dear your name. And I want you to think about what your body would say to you if it had a voice. So it might look like, dear Chloe, thank you for being so much nicer to me now than you used to be. I am loving all the hot chips that you're feeding me at this time of year. I think we should do more yoga because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel stretchy and limber and centered and I like it. You can take this opportunity to write anything you would like to from your body to yourself. Maybe set a timer for five minutes. That's probably enough time dig deep and figure out what you're actually feeling. And look, you might feel silly. You might feel disconnected from this exercise if you don't do things like this very often, but it might be the first step in a new direction and a really positive, wholesome, constructive, money-saving, time-saving, life-saving direction. So writing a letter from your body is the second pendant in this toolkit. Number three This pendant looks like a little love heart. And this item in the Sunshine Toolkit says, Discover what makes your body feel good. Ah, okay. So this one is about nourishing, not punishing. I'm sure that you can tell what I mean by that just by the statement alone, but essentially it is about what makes your body feel good instead of making your body feel bad because so much of what we've learned about how we should feed our body, how we should move our body, 
the lens at which we should view our body through is a space of punishment. It's a space of this is where you need to improve. This is where you're not enough. This is where you need to grow. This is where you need to shrink. Mm -mm. Not today, not in this sunshine toolkit. So when I say discover what makes your body feel good, the first thing that comes to mind there for me is about moving your body. And I have, as I'm sure many people that might be listening to this do, I have had a very complex relationship with exercise through my life. Quite often I have exercised and I have told myself I'm doing it to make myself feel good, but I'm not. I have been doing it because I haven't felt like I quite measured up. And I felt like by doing exercise, I had this long-term goal of making myself look a certain way. And the best thing I ever did for my relationship with moving my body was shifting from long-term goals to short-term goals. And I listened to a podcast episode on this ages ago, and I cannot dig up from the depths of my mind what it was called or where I, I found it. If I do figure it out, then I will pop it in the show notes as well. But essentially, the shift from thinking long-term about like how I would look or how I would feel or how flexible I would be if I kept at doing exercise for a really long time, which that mindset made me feel discontent always. Like I, I never felt very good because I always felt like I was on the way to somewhere. Like there was a to-do list about my body and moving it. And it, yeah, that doesn't create satisfaction in the short term. It doesn't create good habits. It doesn't create a space where we can feel good about ourselves while we do it. So shifting to the short term looks like why, how is exercise or how is going for a walk or having a dance or getting up and doing a wiggle going to make me feel good right now. And for me, that is two major things. So firstly, it's the endorphin boost, which if I go for a run, then the endorphin boost I know will click in somewhere between 16 to 18 minutes in. All of a sudden, I can feel endorphins flooding my body and I feel like I'm at a rave and I've just taken all sorts of illicit substances that have unlocked my dopamine, but I haven't and I'm not. I'm just going for a run. That endorphin boost feels so good and makes me feel so happy and centered. And when I think about it now, I can't help but smile. I don't know if you can hear that. That's a good nourish, not punish. That makes me want to go for a run. And it's a pretty warm outside right now. Like it is not running weather but I kind of want to because I love the feeling of that boost. The second thing that comes to mind when I think about how exercise or moving your body is helpful in the short term, helpful today, helpful right now, is oh, if you've never walked, like I think all the time about starting some sort of walking club online and we all just like do a little walk. I feel like a good walk and I often walk down our driveway, which I have mentioned in episodes before. It's like 500 meters long. Walking up and down our driveway, I feel after a certain point, like every step is an untangling in my mind. You know how if you're untangling like a necklace chain or something you know, you just like loosen a little bit, loosen a little bit, loosen a little bit more. And then all of a sudden it's there and it's lovely and it's ready for you to use. That's how it feels when I walk. Like every step is a slight untangling of the knots in my mind. It's uncrumpling a piece of paper and smoothing it out. It is, it's soul food. 
And the other thing I would say, if you are ready to figure out what makes you feel good in terms of nourishing and not punishing, especially when it comes to moving your body or, you know, even like eating foods that make you feel good and happy, it is removing any pain points that are in the way for you when it comes to doing that. So speaking of my driveway, which does get a lot of mentions on this podcast, I used to hate walking and running around here because it really hurt my feet because the driveway is full of these big rocks. Like it's it's a gravel driveway. It's a long, dusty gravel driveway. And one day I went and I bought ridiculously thick running shoes. They kind of feel like little boats on my feet, but they also make me feel like I'm flying because they're so thick and so bouncy. And when I run or I walk up our driveway, I can't feel the stones digging into me. And then all of a sudden I liked it like a hundred percent more. And a pain point for nourishing my body with food is that I can never, ever, ever be bothered cooking. I had a meeting with someone recently and it was lunchtime and they were making lunch while we were having the meeting because they work from home and they were making a Caesar salad and like it looked delicious, but I was so impressed. I was like, wow, you're really, you're really doing that in the middle of the day. Look at you go. That's amazing. I don't do that. So a way that I remove a pain point for nourishing my body is I'll cook up like recently I cooked up a whole batch of pumpkin soup, which sounds boring, but it's delicious. If you're not a soup person, Maybe I'll post the recipe to the pumpkin soup I make somewhere because, oh my God, it's so good. Anyway, I made all this pumpkin soup. I popped it in the freezer. So now if I feel like, okay, I need some nutrients, I need something that's going to make my body feel good and feel thankful and that, you know, it would probably include in the letter from my body if I was to write that right now, I can just pull this soup out of the freezer, chuck it in the microwave for like five to eight minutes. I don't remember how long it takes right now. And yeah, I feel good. So discovering what makes your body feel good, I suppose that looks like working out how you can feel good in the short term, how you can have a shift from the long term to the short term, what your pain points are and how to remove those and how you can nourish and not punish your body. Number four in this sunshine toolkit looks like a little flower and this is a throwback to our boundaries episode which is still one that I'm very very proud of when I spoke about planting a flower garden in your paddock with all of your friends and setting your boundaries really clearly and concisely and this looks like setting boundaries externally because we can do all the work in the world on ourselves we can speak so kindly to ourselves we can have this really good idea of like what we like about our body and and how we can treat it with love and where we're going and what we're doing. But if the external pressure is still there and it's still loud and it's still at us all of the time, then that is going to affect us. And especially if we have multi-generational relationships, if we have relationships with people in our families, especially who have you know, objectively disordered thinking that has become so normal, but disordered thinking about their bodies and what they deserve and what they're allowed to enjoy, then that's going to affect us. So the way that I set my boundaries around being kind to my body is firstly by taking cues from Phoebe in year eight and setting an example and normalizing speaking kindly about my body. I don't roll up to a family event and be like, hey, everyone look how hot I look. But, you know, I'll 
like say nice things about myself and others when I think them and just set an example of being positive or even being neutral about the way that I look and about this vessel that's carrying me through. Another very fun rebellion that looks like setting boundaries externally for me is ordering dessert. Any chance I get, I will order dessert and I'm like, this is a rebellious movement for body neutrality and for not feeling shame about eating things that make me happy. And I'm like, I always leave room for dessert. I always make room for dessert. I'm totally happy to be the person that is the only person at the table that orders dessert forever because it is a movement. And again, it just normalizes, it normalizes that. And from there, it makes people kind of uncomfortable to talk poorly about certain foods or poorly about their bodies in a way that's not helpful or constructive because they're like, yeah, well, you know, Chloe's the dessert girl. Like, she's not going to relate to this. No, I'm not. And maybe you could get to a place where you don't either because you deserve to feel good in your skin and your face and your tongue and your legs and your arms and all of it. And the last thing in the set boundaries externally pendant list is in relation to that, it's nixing the hate bonding. So like, you don't want to be all preachy. I don't want to be all preachy. I'm not going to be like, you can talk about this and you can't talk about this. But what I do is don't follow conversations down a line that doesn't serve me feeling good about my body or doesn't serve other people feeling good about their bodies. Because I don't know where anyone else is at in this journey. I don't know if if we're at Christmas lunch and people start talking about, you know, what sort of calories are in things or, or about how many kilograms they weigh. Like maybe I don't care about that stuff and I can ignore it, but there might be people at that table who that really deeply affects. So changing the subject, being like, I don't want to talk about that. Just being clear about a bonding over a hatred of ourselves, our bodies, our skin, aging, any of it is not the vibe. Like there are so many different things to bond over there. And number five in our sunshine toolkit here we go. This one looks like a little eye and it says consume with care. And as I'm sure you can probably guess, I'm not talking about dessert because <laughs> I'm there for the dessert. I'm talking about what we consume, not in terms of food, but in terms of media, in terms of things that are on our screens, things that are in our feeds attitudes, as we've just spoken about, of the people around us, there can be a drive to feel a little bit helpless about what it is we consume. And sometimes it can be tempting to be like, oh, well, all of this stuff comes up and I see it and I can't control it. Yeah, I can control it. You can control it. It can feel like we're at the mercies of the algorithms, but we're not. What we consume, more of that stuff finds us, especially on social media, because that's how it's designed. So I guess number five also looks like my recommendations for this week. Firstly, I'll just say, as always, when I talk about consuming, I'm not just talking about what we take in, I'm talking about what we don't take in. So please avoid, block, delete, unfollow, mute pages, people, things, brands, businesses, corporations that make you feel bad about yourself that make you feel like you're being pulled into comparison culture, that sell you things to do with your body and how you feel about it. Like even if that is selling you things that make you feel 
good about your body. I don't think we need to buy anything to get there on that. And I don't think it's healthy or helpful for people to make us feel like we do. Like we have to trade our money for their bloody bikini bodyguard or whatever it is. My recommendations when it comes to what we should consume look like the Embrace documentary by Taryn Taryn Bromfit. She is South Australian, which makes me very, very proud. This is a very highly recommended documentary, very highly regarded documentary. I will link it in the show notes for you to watch if you've got an afternoon to do that. It looks like people on TikTok who post stuff about body positivity or body neutrality because every time you see one of those videos, even if you just like give it a watch and don't think about it much further, that is enforcing and reinforcing positive ideas in our minds about the way we should treat ourselves and the way that we deserve to be treated. So I love Becca Murray on TikTok for that. She has great body neutrality content. I love Carrie Guardian on TikTok for that. She has great body positivity content and body neutrality content. And you might have seen her videos before. Quite often she'll point out is something that people might not like about themselves and show it on herself and say, in her beautiful Latin American accent, that's okay. And it makes you feel like it is okay because it is okay. On Instagram, which we all know can be a bit of a minefield when it comes to this stuff, some pages that I recommend following are Danica Gim, who does beautiful art that really resonates with this idea. And likewise, Sophie Lucido-Johnson, who I've recommended before as well, but she creates art on Instagram that I think you might like, as well as the ABC Health page. They post really good, like no-nonsense, kind, genuine, scientifically-backed advice on how we can be gentler to ourselves and how we can nourish ourselves and how we can be kind to ourselves in a way that is realistic and constructive and helpful and good. And the last thing in this sunshine toolkit, let me dig through here. Here we go. This lucky last pendant is a pendant of you. Yeah, you, which is funny, isn't it? Whatever you look like, it's you. And it's your gorgeous crinkly smile lines around your eyes and your arms that give the best hugs and your heart, which is so good and so golden. And I want to give you this pendant, and I want you to look at it and smile fondly. And I want you today and tomorrow and this week and moving forward, I want you to spend a little bit more time thinking about all of the wonderful things that your body can do. Those arms that give those hugs and that spine that straightens with pride when you do something good and that beautiful brain in that noggin of yours and your smile that makes people smile and again your good heart and your feet and your legs and your stomach that's digesting the food that you eat and turning it into energy and your lungs that allow themselves to be full of air and freshness and light and your body is beautiful and capable, even on the days when you feel like it's not, even on the days when it feels like you've got so far to go. Your body is worthy. 
and you, my love, are normal, you are acceptable, and you are enough. Thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of the Sunshine Project podcast. If you're yet to subscribe to the podcast, I would love it if you would do that. If there's someone in your life who deserves to listen to these words, if they've resonated with you, please pass it on to them. I will speak to you soon, next week in fact, and I'm very much looking forward to that. I love you, good human, goodbye. This podcast was recorded and edited on Ghana land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.